differences. Joe D, podcast number 97, I think. <laughs> this is Alex Caravan, VP of BizOps, drinking a attack of the Space Cat, local Glendale, California, hazy IPA for my boy. Got my, got my guest on. How y'all doing? I'm, I'm Mitch. We're uh, we're going with Bud Light Limes today. That's that's so, the usual. That's that's the go-to. And, and yeah, we already got sauced a little bit beforehand, so uh, you guys are in for a, for a treat. Uh, wait, by the way, do you actually drink Bud Light Limes as like your go-to, or is that just because we have like a fucking Bud Light Limes? Yeah, no, Bud Light Limes are the go-to. Uh, that that process kind of started when I was out in Arizona, because uh, originally I thought Bud Light Limes were a seltzer. And I found out it was a beer. Yeah. And I, I haven't gone back since, dude. But, like, like what are you talking about? You're saying, like, 100% of the beers you drink are Bud Light Limes? No. No, I'll drink anything wet and cold. But, like, <laughs> if I have a preference, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take a Bud Light Lime. Okay. 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 Yeah, because I remember, um, what, what was the event that got us, like, hundreds of Bud Light Limes? It was, like, some party, right? Uh... It was some type of like attendance. It might have been during the pandemic where we got yeah, like a hundred cases of Bud Light Limes or something like yeah. that. Yeah, but you know, big fan, there big a couple, supporter. Yeah, there were a couple of pods where where me, Lindley, and Brady are like trying to do it in, in gym, and we're like hustling around looking for beers. And we're like, oh, well, let's go to the strength fridge and grab one of the like two hundred Bud Light Limes that are there. there. But uh, that's right, dude. Anyways, that's right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Give, give us, give us, your, give us, give us your title at, at driveline and like a little bit, a little bit of background. Whip us through, uh, whip us through who Mitch Vidal is. Uh, right now I'm the assistant, uh, player development coordinator. Uh, still, still running gym ops. Uh, you know, just helping out with the training floor and, uh, getting our facilities dialed. But my, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know how to describe it. Though the only thing I got going is the only reason I got a job is Max Gordon, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure, shout, shout out Gordo. <laughs> yeah. for the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I, I was training well, there. There's a baseball background, like like, like you, your cup of tea with the, with the M's, drive line, yeah. guarding of gym ops. Dude, I, I remember, well, before before you, before you go, I remember uh, one thing I remember about you early on is you were showing up. You were, like, running two, you were doing two jobs, right? You were, like, just coming off, like, some... I don't know, some random, I mean, I forget what the job is, but you you were, like, wearing, like, a suit and tie or something, right? Or not a suit, but, like, a collared shirt. Uh, yes and no. Uh, well, because I had, had two different jobs. So, like, while I was training, I was working uh, for Red Bull in, like, North Seattle. Uh, they, they got a, a big spot there. So, we would, like, run events for them and stuff like that and work for their logistics and warehouses and stuff. And then uh, early in the mornings, I'd be doing landscaping. So, <laughs> yeah, dude, I was uh, we wearing a collar shirt for that. Yeah, I was wearing the collar shirt for landscaping, just looking pretty. But yeah, dude, burn the candle at both ends, training, and then yeah, I was just playing baseball, just living the dream, really. Yeah. Uh, the the reason I showed up at Drive Line was because I was playing for the for the studs, just because I just finished college, I didn't get drafted. But, so what, what, like, are your, what years is this? When did you start playing for the studs? I started playing for the studs in 2012 or 13 oh, after I was playing man. Juco ball, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, played Juco at Everett up North. And then as soon as I became a pitcher, my sophomore year, uh, went and played for the studs. Shout out Barry Aiden, the goat dude. 
yeah, you could attest to it with, uh, <laughs> with Anthony Brady, dude. Um, yeah, I started doing that. And then uh, from Everett, I went to the College of Idaho. And there I was a, a PO my first year. And then second year, I was a two-way. I played short and pitched. And then didn't get drafted, but loved playing baseball. And I was still playing for the studs, and that's uh, the Aiden family. Cody Aiden was working at Driveline at the time. This is, like, way back in the day. And then uh, he was, like, you know, gave me an opportunity to come train there. And I was super down, so I was training, working a couple jobs just to make ends meet. And then a uh, couple – it was my first year out of college. First year out of college, uh, trained uh, Jack Scheideman. I put on, uh, put on 40 pounds and gained 10 miles an oh. hour. Oh, really? You put on 40 pounds? What would what, 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 you go from? From what to what? I, w- I went from like 170 to 210. Okay. Yeah, he got me on like gallon of milk and Little Caesars pizza <laughs> a day, dude. I was just crushing any food I could get and just staying at the gym. Like and when my job was done, I'd just go to the gym, stay there all night, pretty much just like eat all my food there, go home and like What, what was all-time highest velo you, you've thrown? 96.9. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And when, when was that? That was 20. It was my last full season with the studs. So it was after I was done playing pro ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I got, I got let go from the Mariners and then I went back to the studs just cause I like, yeah. still wanted to play and yeah. my, my so job would want me to. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was fun as hell. Uh, wait, so, so, so how hard were we throwing the Mariners? I mean, that, that was 2017, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so the Mariners picked me up after my stud season after college. And then we made it to Wichita, the NBC World Series. Yep. And I threw really well. I was like loaded in 90s all year, uh, doing good. And it's actually a pretty funny story. Uh, so just like through the grapevine of the bros at Driveline, um, I heard that Bodie threw my name in a hat to like Mariners looking for arms. Yeah. And like, I wasn't even like entertaining the fact that I could play pro ball. I was just playing for the studs and like, it was fun as hell. Yeah. So like I shot Bodie either a text or a call and was like, yo dude, thanks for doing that. Like you didn't have to throw my name in the hat or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, dude, don't even mention it. Like you're, you're doing good. And then like 12 hours later, like, we had just finished a game in Kansas, and we're drinking beers after the game, like, just one. And I get a call from, like, a scout. And he's like, oh, Mitch Vito, like, how you doing? This is so-and-so from the Mariners. I was like, what, dude? <laughs> like, all right. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, I got to play two years of pro ball. Cup of tea in the AZL, dude. Didn't make it far uh, at all. But it was it was fun as hell. Great experience. Yeah. And then uh, I, I just – did not pitch good. They they picked me up after I threw like seventy innings for the studs as a starter, and then they yeah. had me closing randomly. Yeah. Uh, it was it was weird, but it so, was so fun it, 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 it was uh yeah yeah. What, what league were you pitching in? Single A, uh, the AZL, dude. Oh, AZL. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah so I was like twenty three, or yeah, I was twenty three, playing with like eighteen year olds, yeah. and like. It was just weird having like life experience. Like I've already been like working jobs. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "What's what's up, guys? <laughs> How's it going?" My coaches are like my age. Yeah, I'm just like, you know, it, it was fun. Have you heard uh, Angle's story about uh, when he uh, like right before he quit, or right before he got like 
he, he like when he was we was pitching with the, like the Nats like single A or double A team, and like the game before or maybe like AO I, f- I forget, but like him and a bunch of like people on that team, and they're all like younger than him. Hmm. We're like in dugout, like kind of like spitballing, like how much money would it take for you to like quit baseball? You know, just quit it, like quit pro baseball, whatever. And everyone's saying like insane numbers, you know, like one million, like whatever. Even though obviously like the player value of like someone in, 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 you know in that spot is like way less than one million, and Angle is like. A thousand dollars, and they're like, they're like, like, come on, man, don't say that. He's like, all right, fine, ten thousand dollars. And like the next day, or and, and he like went, pitched, got lit up, and next day he like went into, um, like whatever. Like his manager's office was like, yeah, I think I'm done, man. <laughs> you know. And then after he's like, yeah, I mean, hundred percent, I would take a thousand dollars. But yeah, like, give, give us some minor league stories. Like, what, what was the grind like? Like, did you guys have to do hop on any? I, I had Esk on a couple a couple of podcast episodes ago, and he was talking about like grabbing buses from like, you know, like grabbing overnight buses and getting like flown back out to like some other assignment. Oh dude, it wasn't even that. The AZL, you're just like, you're yeah, just playing. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. It was just like, you know, kind of ridiculous from my viewpoint. Like I was having fun just like yeah. worrying about baseball every day, but yeah. like the same time you got to report to the facility at, you know, seven in the morning for like meetings or whatever. Yeah. And I'm hanging out with, I'm out on that. (laughs) Well, it wasn't even that like, you know, it wasn't like I got to, you know, actually work. It was like, okay, I got to check in, eat breakfast, do all this. And like, we had to wear collared shirts and like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. Like I'm used to showing up to work with like, yeah, like Carhartt and a. Well, that's what I'm saying, dude. I remember you like for the first couple of days or first couple of weeks at driveline when you're running gym ops. I, I swear to God, I, I thought you were wearing like a collared shirt. Like you might have been going out, coming off the non-landscaping job, but I thought you like showed up like looking really professional. And I was like, I know this dude is not that professional, <laughs> and he's he's wearing <laughs> damn, dude. he's wearing a collared shirt right now. And it might have been for like some Red Bull events or something like that. Like they yeah, got man. that soapbox derby and stuff like that, and that would help them move around yeah. the product and you know, deal with vendors and stuff. So like, I'd probably come train after that, but like, we were just like showing up and I'm like, <laughs> they're making it like way more professional. It needs to be yeah. like, yeah. I've been around baseball my entire life. And it's like, yeah. you know, I, I get that it's a job, but it's like, yeah. I'm about to go sweat in a hundred degrees. Yeah. And like, why am I showing up in the two polos that I own? Yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> at the same time. At the same time, just just for one to like wear the sweat and you take it off. Hell yeah, dude! Oh, it was it was brutal. Like, so I'm you know I'm born and raised in Washington. Like, went went to school in Idaho, and then so like when it was like 110 degrees, I was out there struggling, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, never exposed that much sun wait, ever. Wait, wait, which which part of Idaho? Uh, so like just right by Boise, actually, okay. it's uh Caldwell, God's country. Shout okay. out College of Idaho, dude. The, the only reason I know Idaho pretty well is because I've driven to like Brady's family's Thanksgiving a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I know Idaho Falls, I know Boise. I mean, it's pretty much all I know, but uh, but yeah, I, I've driven through like 40 cumulative hours of Idaho country. I mean, dude, amazing like hiking in, in Idaho. I feel like, like that's its main appeal. Like it's got like crazy mountains. I mean, not main appeal. I'm not trying to piss off any people from Idaho, but like you know, it's, it's got like phenomenal uh, geographic variety. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's an amazing place in in general. Like growing yeah. up in North Seattle area, and I go yeah. to a like small college that's 
pretty much the size of my high school. And yeah. it, you, you meet some really cool people and you know, they, <laughs> they, they hate people like me just because like I've seen billboards there. It just says like, keep Californians out. And I'm like, yeah. All right, I, I, I can understand why dude. <laughs> I love it here. <laughs> yeah. What, 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 what are, what are, uh, I mean, yeah. What's it like pitching for the studs? Also, when, when was the last inning you threw for the studs? Cause I feel like, like, you know, living with Brady over the last, like, bro, I've lived with Brady since like February, 2019, probably. Um, and you know, so I've heard of like a bunch of stud stories. He always tells me like, Oh, that ball, like Mitch is like the most, like, you know, or up there and like the most like gangster, like just nowhere I'm up or like throwing in Crocs, rolling in, throwing 95, arm feels dead ready to go for seven innings the next day like you know what i mean like what like what what, what was kind of like the studs uh backstory what was like behind the scenes uh there's there's so many good stud stories but like i i have to just like give credit to all the ogs that i've seen since like 2012 2013 like 30 year old dudes who like played double a ball but they still love baseball yeah and we're going out and playing against you know juco or college kids or d1 kids and you got 30 year old dudes showing up after their full-time job and you know raising their kids yeah just like yeah i'm gonna throw like upper 80s low 90s sometimes mid 90s dominate you and i'm gonna go home back to my like (laughs) wife and kids and uh you know i can't even describe like the studs the head coach barry aiden just super professional loves baseball like baseball is <laughs> like everything to him and that's why you gotta love it he treats everyone like adults whether you're an old og guy or yep. you know if, if you're like a pretty good 18 year old who's in juco you know he'll, he'll give you a chance but like at the end of the day on that team if you don't perform like you just don't play because yep. like we'll, we'll play in tournaments that it's like in Canada for like yeah, it's, it's like just about winning basically like like yeah no 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 hole in someone's hand like like pretty merit based yeah like my first couple of years there like I thought it was hot shit yeah and like I had a bad outing and he's like yeah you're not throwing in like any of the the money games just because like no like you have to prove yourself you have to like that's why he loves Brady he'll Brady shows up and like he'll answer the bell and like he'll succeed but like you have a rough couple outings, like you're not going to see that much playing time, no matter who you are. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. So, so, so when, when was the last time you pissed for the studs? Oh God. Uh, probably like two years ago, two summers ago. Okay. Uh, so this was like my first full year, not like my last two summers ago. That season was when like, I didn't train as much. I was just like lifting, but I wasn't training throwing as much. So like, yeah. I could still step on the gas pedal for throwing, but uh, my arm care <laughs> wasn't as great as it used to be in my playing yeah. days. So, like, the I think it was the first inning and the first batter got him, like, 0-2. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try and throw hard here. And, like, my arm felt good, but my velo was only, like, I think it was, like, 91. And yeah. I tried to step on the gas pedal, and I've never had an elbow injury ever, and I just felt a big pop in my elbow. And I just look, and I'm like, oh, no. And I tried throwing another one, and it was like 20 miles an hour slower, and my arm looked like a balloon. And I was like, all right, well, I'm 20, I think it was like 27 or 28 at the time. And yeah. I was like, oh, boy, that's yeah. that's good. That one's on me. But the year before that was like one of the better stud seasons I ever had, yeah. like fresh out of pro ball. 
No, I, I mean, I remember like Brady talking about it, like just talking about you, like you being nails or you, you hopping in after like limited, you know, like you'd be, just be hopping in, throwing innings, hopping back out, coming back in as a starter, like on, on short notice. Uh, wait, so, so what's, what's happening for your elbow? I, I actually don't know this. So like, have you? Oh, it's, it's partially It's still ballooned to show it on camera, dude. Oh, no, it's, it's all good. Like I, I didn't get surgery. Yeah. I'm too old to get surgery. Like I'm not trying to play professional or nothing, yeah. but like. I'll still throw every now and then and like crank it up. It just sounds like a creaky door and hurts every yeah. now and then. But yeah. Yeah. So like that at my actual last, like full season of the studs, uh, that's like the last time. When was that? I want to say it was like, was that the year you guys, you guys won in 2019 or 2020, right? I think it was 2019 was like yeah. my last full year. Yeah. And we, we won the tournament Yeah, and it was like, the, that's sick. That's like, that's when I PR'd for Velo yeah. and yeah. and everything. It was that was fun. That was a fun tournament in Kansas. I, I think Brady, yeah, I think Brady told me like he, he like he got his like rib popped or something when you guys all dogpiled or something on top of him. Yeah. Right? Didn't he? I went <laughs> yeah, to Thailand dude. with him after. I went to Thailand with him after, dude. Did, did you know this? Uh uh-uh. uh. Bro, so I went with Brady to Thailand right after the tournament and oh, he was like that's kind of right. And he's like, you know, like, he, he, like Brady has like, Brady like doesn't complain about stuff and has like a high pain tolerance. So he's like, whatever, like my rib kind of hurts, whatever. First day in Thailand or first day in like Chiang Mai, we flew in, I checked in our hostel, we're like walking around. I was like, dude, Thai massages are like three bucks. Like let's hit a massage. You know, like I, I like massages. I just don't buy them because I don't, I can't like spend a hundred bucks on massage. So yeah. like, let's just do it. And he's like, all right. He's like, he's like, my rib kind of hurts, but like, whatever. And I was like, all right. You know, like, you, like you'll know better than me, like when to hop out. And um, you, you you know you know what time massages like when when they like walk all over you and stuff. You know, oh, is that where they're walking on your back? Yeah, yeah. Like they'll walk on you. They'll like pull. You know, like like yeah. They'll like bounce on on like on the other side of the spine. It, it, it's it's pretty intense, and you, you can like write like whatever you want, like you know, more intense, whatever. I don't know what Brady wrote, man. But like, like I mean, again, for me, it was like a lot of pressure. But like, I, I like it, and I, I didn't have like the fucking pop rib. <laughs> and then we get out of it, and Brady's just like, man. I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure my breath is broken. I was like, why did you, <laughs> it's like, why did you do the massage? Then he's like, I don't, I mean, you were doing it. I just figured I'd, I'd do it. It's only three bucks. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and like for the That's whole trip, he's just like, bro. I, Cause I remember we went on a hike uh, and Brady loves hiking. Like we went on like a big hike and it was like raining, whatever. We like got to like right under like the, the, the big, des- or the big ascent that had like whatever, like 30 or 40 switchbacks. And also we were like running long time. I was like, Yo, we gotta hit this. If we got, if we hit this, we gotta go fast. And he's like, I, I think I have a broken rib from the massage. We gotta go back. I was like, okay, very, very fair. Um, yeah, and yeah, host was on the team. Budnick was on the team. I remember because he made it, like that, that that first uh, first base play. Um, so, yo, by the way, speaking of speaking of, um, <laughs> dude, I, I gotta get Budnick on the podcast at some point. I, I haven't talked to him in in a, in a while. Do, do you know? Budnick's you know a man. Doing? Yeah, Budnick's a man, dude. I, I used to call him the I used to call him the king of. Um, Shingletown. Oh my lord! <laughs> yeah, funny, funny story about Budnick. I think uh, so. I, I've known the Budnick family for like a long time. Oh yeah. I think my dad played fast pitch softball with his dad, so like yeah. we knew each other growing up. Budnick's the man, dude. Oh, I thought you were going to tell a story, dude. I think you're gonna tell. No, I'll, I'll, I'll tell. No. Oh, you're not going to tell a Budnick story? No, I got, I got some, some Budnick stories, but he's a, he's a happy man now, dude. He's, oh, he's yeah. an adult now. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? Budnick? Budnick's got some, <laughs> some good energy. Him and Brady used to 
compete in eating competitions for yeah, the studs yeah. back in the day. And then, uh, well, after that, they just started fat shaming each other yeah, pretty yeah, intensely, yeah. calling each other out. But, yeah, dude, both Budnick and and uh, and Brady, big hockey guys. Big yeah, hockey yeah, that's, guys, that's, dude. that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll withhold my Budnick story then. The the, 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 the King of Shingletown. But, but if you somehow uh, watch this episode, which, which you might, I'll, I'll just give a visual cue for what I'm talking about. This is why Bunny's the King of Shingletown. I remember him in line uh, at Shingletown like this <laughs> one time. Oh, no, dude. <laughs> that, that's all oh, I'll say. Oh, no, bro. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, But, uh, yeah, yeah, how long do you think uh, Brady's going to pitch for the studs? Forever, dude. Forever. Because we got – we used to have uh, – He's going for a league strikeout record, right? Like, he's going time. for it, but, yeah. but I, I, don't, I don't think he'll, he'll get it. Because we got uh, – he doesn't play anymore, but there was uh, the closer before him. His name's Tay Tom. Uh, <laughs> he's side armor as well, but he threw about 60 miles an hour. Yeah. So, like, he never had an inning limit. He never – because he was just flipping it in there. And I think he played for close to 15 years. So, like – He's in the NBC Hall of Fame. He holds like almost all of the pitching records yeah. for most of all of that. And I don't know if Brady can keep up with that, dude. I mean, I'll say behind the scenes, like Brady's been eyeing that record for a couple of years. Like he's he's been telling he's been like we've been, he's been like mapping it out. Like if I keep up this K rate for like this amount of years and then play like this much longer with a lower K rate, I'll hit him in like you know twenty XX. You know, like he's definitely had his eye on it. I've been talking to him super recently about it, but he's had his eye on it. I'll have to hit him up, dude. Is he still training? Is he still getting after it? I think so. I haven't seen him in a while. Because uh, last time I was in Seattle, he was in um, he was in Clearwater for the Phils. I, I think – no, yeah, no, just last time. I was about to say both of the last two times. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, stuff he didn't start – when does it start? Like late May, early June? Yeah, late May, early June. And then it's like 70 days of straight baseball. Like you get one yeah. or two off days. Yeah, and like you know, four or five big travel days, whether it's Alaska, California, Kansas, whatever. But damn, dude, that stuff's fun. That stuff's fun. Studs is uh, hard to compete with, dude. Yeah, hard to compete yeah. with. I-, I was gonna ask you about the uh, Arizona facility. I mean, like as as, as most Jordan fans know, we have an Arizona facility now. We've kind of changed locations a couple times, and, and we're you know behind the scenes, we're like probably looking to expand uh, continuously. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, you, like you had a, a huge role, obviously, in, like, tracking down that facility and, and going for a couple uh, potential plans. Give us, give us some behind-the-scenes alpha. Like, what, what was it like trying to get a facility that would match our, like, you know, requirements, enough space, enough, like, autonomy, our ability to bring in technology, whatever. Give us a juice. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult, like, window to fit. Um, you know, the, the first – thing like that's difficult is when you're looking at commercial industrial spaces like a warehouse like it's all usually made for a company that just has a warehouse so like whether it's me or a broker talking to whoever it's like yeah we're going to put a baseball facility in here there's probably going to be some holes in your walls some loud music like that that's the the first thing where it's like probably not and probably some dude trying to throw hands Based on what we were talking about before we started recording, bro, we probably There's some a, do you to throw hands. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, you know, with 
with all the dudes we got in there, whether it's high school, college, professional, like it's some pretty intense stuff. And <laughs> talking to a normal real estate dude, it's like, yeah, so here's here's what we do. And, you know, here's some of the guys we've worked with. Be prepared for this place to be an absolute zoo um, is uh, not the easiest conversations to be had. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Scottsdale, the, the location we have now is is gorgeous. Is I, I mean, uh, to, to get because we initially had like a pop-up location, right? And then we had a Yakutek facility, and now we have yeah, – we... or, or was a pop-up and Yakutek the same one? I, I forget. No, there was two different ones. Okay. There was so, two... so we've been in three different places in AZ, right? I think two of the same places, but three different times. There was the first pop-up that was – I'm not sure what location, but I think it was closer to like Glendale or something like that. And then after that, we had a, that's when I went down for like four or five months. And that's when we were at the, the Yakutek spot in Phoenix and they were gracious enough to, you know, let us, let us run kind of like a a testing center there. And, you know, I I had to be a trainer for like five months just to, to make it work. That was a, a fun time. And then, you know, we uh, drive on hit uh, a little bumpy road from there on after. But when we left, I think it was me, Spencer, Gordo, Sammy, because we had that one in Texas too. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, guys yeah, from yeah, Texas yeah. came down to Washington or uh, Scottsdale, excuse me. And we ran that for like a couple extra months and we, we were gaining some traction. And then, we came back to Washington and then sent a whole new crew down to Phoenix and then ran that for a little bit. And then, you know, it, it got big enough to the point where it's like, we need our own spot, like to, to call home there. Yeah. And you know, that's kind of where that process finally began. And it took, it took a few, few months, almost like, I think it was eight, eight months to like finally lock in a spot in Scottsdale. Yeah. Um, well, well, speaking of speaking of you, gas or gaslighting, I don't know. How I say gaslighting. I was about to say uh, nightlighting as as a trainer. Um, I mean, I've, I've heard a bunch of stories about you just like slapping on Crocs and and throwing like ninety two with the gray ball or whatever. So yeah, give give us a secret behind Crocs. How, how do Crocs help uh, help you pitch better? So the secret behind Crocs is it's it's comfortable. All right, like if you're in the office and you're rocking Crocs, yeah, you ain't got nothing to worry about. You stay loose. Yeah. Are, are you doing Crocs with socks on or, 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 or no socks? Right now we're rocking it with okay. socks. Okay. Okay. You know, okay. We, we got the, the Nike Sports house mode. socks on right now. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're posted up, we're chilling in Crocs. Um, I just stay loose and ready, you know, and you know, if it's a velo day out on the floor and these, these young kids think 88 or 90s hard, like that's, you gotta give people a taste of reality, yeah. you know, cause I, I wasn't that good at baseball. Like yeah. I'm not. <laughs> and if I can come out of working on a computer for five hours and come throw harder than you, like you either got to work harder or rethink your options, dude. So I'll, I'll get out there every now and then, you know, and now I got half UCL, so I got to be a little bit smarter, but I'll still go out there every now and then and, and see yeah. what's up. What, uh, well, I was going to say like, like if you, if you had to go right now, blow it out, top velo, what do you think you hit? We're talking baseball or plyos. Goes both. Both. So I did this. I was feeling froggy at my desk, like I want to say a month 
and a half ago. And there was a beloved egg. I'm dude. I know you're feeling froggy all the time, dude. I am. I am. But some people can't handle a, a hard reality when I go out there. Um, so I threw a gray ball. I think it was 94, eight in, in Crocs and no warmups. And then after like a few warmups with a baseball, I just like threw a few, gave it a couple of these. Yeah. Uh, I hit 92, nine with a baseball. Okay. Like, you know, obviously I'm not in shape. So my arm was hanging for like three weeks and it was swollen as hell, but, uh, you know, so some people, some people need uh, to, to be humbled real quick. Cause I know I'm not that good at baseball. So like, you gotta, you gotta figure it out quick, no matter what level you're at. Like, so I don't know if you've been paying attention to college baseball right now, but there's freshmen throwing a hundred, like in yeah. all SEC schools. So, so you basically save it up for like three weeks at a time, just humbling someone. And then you're like, all right, I got, I got, I got to rest. And this yeah. motherfucker needs humbling. <laughs> I just gotta gotta sense the vibe of the floor. If it's like actually high energy and people yeah. are into it, you know, like I'm, I'm not trying to kill dreams. I'm just gonna try yeah. and give them a taste of reality. Yeah, yeah exactly. If, uh, you're, trying, you're trying to fine tune dreams, like not for you, bro. Not yeah. for you. Yeah. If I see a college guy getting hopped up on like throwing a gray ball ninety miles an hour, it's like you know you got to reset your focus now, dude. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so, so let's talk the stuff you were, you were, you were ready to talk about uh, off air. Rural changes. What you got, bro? We got, we got no shift. We got pitch clock. I mean, we don't have to get into the gritty of how that affects, like, you know, approach, stats, whatever. Just just give, give it to me raw, like, right off the bat. What are you thinking? What are you looking forward to? Do you think it's a good move? What other rule changes are you, like, potentially excited for? So the the one that, like, I don't really have a take on is the, the shift rule. Like, obviously, it's very smart if a guy pulls the ball 60% of the time or more to yeah. shift. Like, to get more offensive play, ban the shift. Like, I can get behind that a little bit. But the bases, baseball has been known as a game of inches. If the base yeah. is bigger, you know, like, there are those small opportunities, whether it's a grounder up the line that it hits the bag, whatever, like that one. I can see that being a little, little controversial, you know, like yeah. someone hits a dribbler up the line and it hits the bigger side of the bag. Like I'd be, I'd be pretty pissed if I was a pitcher and I see it like barely nick the corner of the bigger, yeah, <laughs> bigger things and be pissed about that. But obviously the hottest take on all the rule changes right now is about the pitch clock. That is ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. The, the the pitcher has the rock in his hand, dude. He can control the game. And they're taking that away from pitchers right now. And, like, let's, let's start off with some simple stuff. Pitching the ball, throwing it at high velocities is a violent, fast action. And you're going to condense the time to, to make it more cardio and less of explosive action. Like, there's a good chance that more injuries like come up because of it. Like I know when I pitch, I'd like to, if I just got O2 on a guy or three O on a guy, take a deep breather, walk around the mound, you know, like let's, let's slow that down, slow the game down a little bit. That's like one of the best parts of baseball is being able to do that as a pitcher and like to tell them 20 seconds, like you, you got to get going, dude, yep. more mistakes are going to be made. It's going to screw with the game. Not a big fan, not a big fan. I don't like that, dude. That's whack. <laughs> do, do, do you think uh, 
Like, would, would there be a cutoff that you would be, uh, like, a fan of? Or are you just, like, out on pitch clocks overall? Like, if, if it was 30 seconds, would you be down? 40 seconds, would you be down? Or or just, like, no pitch clock is, is your uh, preferred? I mean, no pitch clock. Like, all those dudes are professionals that are playing at the MLB level. You know what I mean? Like, they're not trying to sit there for forever either. Like, they have a job to do. And that's, like, let's let them do their job to the best of their ability. Yeah. You know, like, that's... As, like, a true baseball fan, like, that's what I want to see. I understand people are trying to pump the viewing numbers up and shortening the game. Like, for, for people who truly enjoy baseball, like, that's not it, dude. Like, do you want to see Shohei Otani throw 102 and, like, rest in between pitches or, like, get tired out and throw, like, yeah. only 97? You know what I mean? Yeah, I have looked at numbers. I'm curious. I mean, I know Odotani Trout at bat that finished the WBC. I know that did not. That was not within 20 seconds. I know people were like using that as an as like a counterpoint, like kind of what you're saying. Like none of those pitches, or I don't know about none of those pitches, but like I, I know like not all of them. Not all of them came within like 20 seconds. Um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. I actually haven't done too much analysis, but I'm I'm curious as well. Like like how much can affect velocity? I was at Saber in uh, Arizona a couple, what is it, two weeks ago, and they had a panel on the rule changes, and Dallas Braden uh, was on it. And, he, I mean, first of all, I, I like Dallas. I uh, I met him one time out of 2018. <laughs> it's a funny story. I met him one time at, 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 a, at 2018 winter, winter meetings. We, we, like, it was me, like me, Bodie, Mike, Sam Breen, and Ochart went to uh, winter meetings for, for driveline. We had, like, 18, like, like meetings with like teams. It was like a pretty packed schedule and we threw like a media party one of the nights. And so we had like a bunch of media members come there and <laughs> there were, there were like, there were like, <laughs> I'll tell the story. There were like two women at the party and, and I saw, and like, uh, both of them like, uh, decently attractive. And I saw Dallas Braden talking to one of them. And I literally came in like, like hopped in the combo because of that. And I remember like Dallas Braden was like talking, telling some like, Oh yeah, I was at this crazy bar, like blah, blah. Like people were like swinging from like, swings whatever and i was like yeah i was at this crazy bar in like budapest hungary and like blah blah like just completely <laughs> that's my main interaction with dallas Braden. If, if you ever watch this episode shout out dallas Braden. but no like um the rule change panel he was like very he was like a little bit like almost like hot takey but he's like he's like no they're elite adjusters they're gonna adjust the pitch clock like max scherzer took one game to adjust the pitch clock what did you see the next game we saw him, like, use the pitch clock to his advantage. You know, like, it was like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. Like, I, I think I think it'll probably be, I think the effect is probably not going to be too, too large. I think the velos on pitches is a good point. I think, like, seeing how many innings people go and pitch counts is going to be another thing to monitor. Seeing how nasty pitches are is going to be another thing to monitor. Like, are, like, sliders going to get as much depth? Are there going to be as many swinging strikes? But is that what MLB wants? You know, like, offense excuse me, <laughs> offense is down across the board. <laughs> we just start ripping burps in the middle of the podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean, fine, dude. <laughs> offense is down across the board. So, like, in that lieu, it's almost, like, potentially uh, uh, a plus. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm very curious how it goes. I, I know, again, I, I know they trotted down, like, uh, like certain leagues before. I, I still need to do, like, a little bit more research to actually have, like, a very, like, concrete take but i mean one thing one thing i know for sure one, one thing i'm out on is i've seen people like suggest that 
they keep the pitch clock uh, and take it off for the ninth inning, I think that's a terrible idea. Yeah, it, like, you got to be able to standardize it. Yeah. It has to how be you standardized. Yeah. Yeah. Having yeah. set a rules for the first eight innings and then taking it off for ninth inning is like crazy. It would give closer yeah. so much leverage and just like, yeah, it, it, it would be such a weird like like tactical uh, like not to like add to the game. But anyways, yeah, th- th- that'll be yeah. very interesting. I mean, I keep going back to like the fans' point of view. Like you said, just change it for like the ninth inning. Like, yeah. I, I agree that that's a terrible idea to, like, standardize yeah. the rule of, like, yo, ninth inning, yeah. all out, go for it. Yeah. But, like, say you are in a situation like the Mike Trout situation. I know that wasn't yeah. the, the pitch clock or whatever, but, like, if you're watching, like, uh, you know, say it's the World Series or whatever, like an important game with your favorite players yeah. at it, if you're in the ninth inning and you have, like, a showdown or whatever, yeah. like, just the anticipation of, like, I want to cherish this moment. Yeah. You know, like ridiculous to be like, oh, he only has like 20 seconds to to pitch it. So you better hurry this up instead of like the whole crowd cheering for as loud as possible for as long as possible. Like that, it would make the moment a little bit better. But yeah, I am interested to see like the, the data behind like how it turns out. Obviously I wish no ill will on any of the pitchers. So I hope that like (laughs) doesn't raise injury or whatever, but I'm I'm out of shape as hell. So like, if you told me I gotta like throw that many times, like in yeah, that short amount of time, one, like you throw one pitch and, and then you run off the mound. <laughs> oh, dude, I I take like even when I wasn't playing shape, I'm taking yeah. my sweet time. I want to have my breath under me. I want to like be fully yeah. locked in for every pitch. So like, if you gave me a time clock or whatever, like I'm just stepping off and then like I'm taking my time. Make it miserable yeah. for the hitters. You know, I'm a yeah. little selfish, but like. That's yeah. the best part about being a pitcher. You you have the ball. Yeah. You can be as selfish as you want, and they're taking that well, away. Used to be used to be about being as selfish as you want. Now 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 you got to play by the rules. Whatever, man. Whatever. All you got to do to be a good hitter is get on base three out of ten times. You know. That's all you got to do. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three, three <laughs> out of ten times. Three out of ten times isn't that good. Uh, but uh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, I'm very curious how, like, fan attendance is, is, is going to change, too, right? Because that, that's most of it, right? Like, just getting more fans and, and, and keeping – or not getting more fans, but, like, retaining fan interest and uh, getting more revenue, probably. So, yeah, I, I'm curious. I mean – Yo, so what's, you, what's your take on this? So, like, you go to a Mariners game, right? They stop serving in the seventh inning. And the pitch clock's in play. You know, you, you want to enjoy that game. It's your Friday night, Seattle summer. It's 75 degrees. It's going to be light until 10 p.m. I'm still in gears, bro. I'm still in my back pocket, dude. <laughs> you're, you're stocking up? Yeah, no, but, but yeah, what we're going to ask, like, like, a, like less time to – or, like, something comes faster. Well, yeah, like, they, they want to make the games faster. Stadiums, that's how they make their money is sales at the stadiums, tickets, all that. It's like – you're you're cheating the the fans out of a longer experience as well. That's what I was gonna say. I, I'm curious how the revenue actually shifts because yeah, the games will be shorter in person. Also, like the broadcasting, like right, like you like you you broadcast a larger audience. You have like like advertisers pay you more money because they have like more time to like put in their ads, like whatever, right? Like the games are gonna be shorter. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I'm very curious. Um, I mean, yeah, like one of the most momentous like different seasons coming up. Because 
again, like stuff has not changed for a while. I, I mean, I, 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 I think the shift stuff is going to be, I mean, I, I think the Pitchcock, yeah, I think Pitchcock is going to get more headlines, but I think the shift stuff is going to be like potentially like even more impactful on the staffs. Cause oh, yeah. so many players, you can just game on the shift, dude. You can just game, you know, they pull yeah. up, yeah, they pull the ball like X percent of the time. Like, of course you're going to like, and, and to be honest, again, I, like I'm talking from a totally analyst point of view. I, 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 I'm not that hyped on the shift ban. Like, I, I, no. I, don't, I don't. I'm not like bummed, bummed on it. But like, dude, it's gonna change knowing, the game like crazy. Like knowing that you can like set up to get someone out, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, like just imagine like the shortstop's like, all right, I know the moment like the ball gets hit, I'm spreading that fucking way because I know this motherfucker always pulls it. You know, it's just like. It's like a very obvious like crux, you know, like or not crux, crutch, right? Like you're like, okay, this is clearly helping this person out. This would be the zone if if you're playing everything fair, like you know where the ball is coming, or the ball is like almost all the time it's coming. Like you want to be there. I don't know. I, I, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm, I, I, I'm I'm probably man. I don't know. Again, on the spot, like like overall, I'm like tentatively excited just to see change and see like. The ripple effect and stuff. Pitch clock. Pitch clock. I think twenty seconds is like pretty low. Um, if it was like something yeah. insane, right? Like if, if it was like if it was like fifty seconds. I mean, not, not, I mean, fifty seconds is stupid. Nobody, nobody takes fifty seconds. But if, if it was like something like insane, just a cap, like you know, if, if it was just like something under whatever Kenley Jansen takes, you know, that, that'd be fine. Because Kenley Jansen takes <laughs> whole fucking long with pitches, bro. This takes, and, and I'm saying this as like as like a as like a like overall like I've rooted for Kenley Jensen like plenty of times. I'm like, dude, hurry the fuck up, bro! I gotta get somewhere in like ten minutes. Like you gotta hurry up. But like, <laughs> it takes too long. But I think twenty seconds is a little low. The shift, though, man. I don't know. I just think that's like way too much of an asset for people that are like one dimensional, not one dimensional. Yeah. You, know I mean? you know what I mean? Like less well rounded as hitters. Well, yeah, like even like the DH situation, like yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I don't know the actual stats behind it, but like, you know, they're probably going to pull the ball like crazy, you know, power hitter in that position. And, you know, like what what's going to outweigh or like change the scale on the time of the game, the shift, just because like, you know, you run into the three, four hitter, maybe they're, you know, dead pole hitters or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And you can't shift on them. Maybe, you know, that out turns into a double. Yeah, you know, yeah. like stuff like that, and then pitch clock involved. But you know, I I have a a biased opinion just because I I was pitching, yeah. so like yeah. I hate the pitch clock. Yeah, but I know the shift is going to change the game so dramatically. Yeah, uh, you know, just because you can pull those numbers up, like yeah, this guy pulls the ball x amount of time. Yeah, yeah. So like, let's let's break into this shift, see their spray charts. Like that's going to be so screwy, no matter where you're at, and you know. Maybe that's what helps out the fans because, like, I don't know if – I know you've been to Mariners games, but, like, you ever been to game, like, at Wrigley or anything like that? Those fans buy into the game. Dude, like, I've been at a great game at Wrigley. I've been at a couple games at Wrigley, and one thing I've noticed – like, I've, like, brought this up before to someone, and, and, and I think they agreed. But, uh, bro, the the sun just, like, fucks people up. Like, the way Wrigley's, like, built, I've seen more drop balls in the outfield at Wrigley than anywhere else, dude. It's just like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like the the, the angle, like, the, like, like I don't know. Like, it's just like people drop the fucking ball in the outfield. Yeah, dude. It's it's wild stuff. Like, 
I love going to Mariners games, but I remember when I was like a teenager, I went to a game at Wrigley with our team and I was like getting to my seat, had my popcorn and soda or whatever. Yeah. And this like 40 year old man was like, sit the fuck down. <laughs> I was like, got it. All right. We're watching baseball today, yeah. dude. Like people have like a greater love for the game in, in certain stadiums. So like, you know, that's that's a huge part of like these changes that are happening yeah. in baseball. Like they they have to appeal to the fans yeah. because like those sales numbers go down. It's not great. And like the effect it has on the players, like it better be closely monitored. That, that's <laughs> all I'm saying, dude. <laughs> yeah. Can't be gassing yeah. the boys like that. I, I mean, yeah, I, I just don't know if he can go back. Like, like, do you think do you like, 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 like say people have like, See people's velo go, go goes down. People don't like people like revenue doesn't go up. Fan tennis goes slightly down. Do you think they revert back to no pace clock? Uh, I think it'll take a few years of outliers before like that happens. Like, you know, whether it's revenue, viewing percentage, injuries, like a year or two of outliers because of a specific rule. I feel like that'll change it. But other than yeah. that, like. You know, it, it'll give people a bad rep if, like, you know, one year they got the pitching clock and then, like, as soon as spring training starts, says, yeah. psych, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> Verlander's throwing less hard, bro. We got, we got to bounce it. We got to bounce <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. Dude, dude's throwing five miles an hour less after four innings because he's gassed. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Uh, I, I, also, I was going to ask, like, I honestly don't know, uh, but, uh, you know, I want to ask a couple of loose questions for the end of the podcast. Oh, uh, dude, what, I got some loose questions for you too. Oh, let's dude. Go. Okay, good. Because I'm I'm, I'm I'm a little bit lit off these uh, hazies, dude. I haven't eaten lunch, so I'm just going off a breakfast sandwich and, and two hazies. Um, That's fine. It's Friday. Oh uh, yeah, I was, I was gonna ask where, where, where are you living right now? Are you still at Gordo's old place? No, I'm not in Gordo's place anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm with my girlfriend in Bonnie Lake, so we're out here booing, trying to buy a house oh, in this Lake? beautiful market we got. Yeah. Oh shit. Mr. But Hans, I, yeah, I, got Mr. Hans. You, I got some questions for you, dude. Mr. questions for you. Knock that off, dude. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we, we went through my background, dude. Let's let's hear a little bit about your background because you obviously are very smart. People wanting that. How did you get involved in like baseball and driveline in general? I've never heard this story. Like, where did you go to school? Like, what, what's the deal, dude? Okay, what's okay, your okay. background, dude? Okay, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm down tell it. I'm down tell it. I'm, I'm gonna crack, crack, crack open another beer. This might go poorly. That's uh, fine, dude. Fired up. Fired up. All right. I mean, background wise, okay. So, so uh, uh, went to school at Berkeley. Um, was a stats econ major. Always wanted to work in sports. Like out of Berkeley, I had like a little bit of uh, student debt, so I was like, I gotta fucking smoke that. So I, I worked at a healthcare startup, just doing data stuff, but like really boring shit, just like hospital stuff. Just rip, I mean, I was ripping, like, fat-ass databases. I was ripping for, like, 30, 40 million, like, rows of, like, hospital oh, patient records. It was automating that. Um, but, like, I, I, I made, like, a promise to myself. I was, like, after two years, I'm going to start looking for another job because I don't want to get sucked in and just, like, working, like, a decent job for, like, whatever just to, like, you know, make it work. Like, I'll take a pay cut to work in sports. So, after two years, I just, like, mass applied to a bunch of stuff. And to make it, like, to, to, to prompt me even more to leave my job – I like committed to like, once my lease ends, I'm just going to hop around in different spots and then 
like I'm gonna hop around until I get another job. So I'd quit my job or not not quit my job. I decided I'd like finish my lease in like July twenty seventeen. And I I um I couch surfed for three weeks at my friend's place, then traveled in Colombia for like four weeks, came back, couch surfed for four weeks, couch surfed for four weeks, and then like like with with like at that point, like halfway through that, I got a call from like Bodhi. I got applied to again, I applied a ton of places. I saw a job line posting on Fangraphs. I applied to it that same night at like 10:30 p.m. Bodhi called me because because he said he was going through resume. Saw I was on West Coast time and just called me and like you know like like I'm I mean most people like don't pick up random phone calls. I'll actually pick up unless unless it says like potential spam. I'll, I'll pick up a random yeah. phone call. Uh, and I picked up, started talking to him. I like put out a couple of blog posts of like sports analysis. Like one of them was like a Markov chain for Super Bowl betting. And uh, do you know what a Markov chain is? No, I, I, I've heard of it. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It, 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 so, so high level is basically like you, you have like a matrix of like different states. And then like, it's like, what is the probability of each state moving to another state? So it's like, like if, if, if it's a diagonal, like, I, I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to go into it. I've drank too many yeah, beers. Let's <laughs> go into Markov chains. <laughs> point, being, point being, like I was doing it more from like an academic point of view. And you can look at this up, by the way. You can look up, uh, like I used to write under this uh, medium, um, you know, medium.com is it's like a old school, like blog, not old school, but like people, people used to write on it more. Blogging. Yeah. 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 And, and, and my, uh, username was Glanton and the judge, which are like two characters from, uh, Cormac McCarthy's, uh, book blood Meridian. Um, he, 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 he like wrote no country for old men, the road, like a, cu- a couple of things that are like kind of famous, but yeah, I put out like a, a, a big blog article on like how to like optimize betting. It was a Falcons, um, Patriots Super Bowl the one that the, the Pats came back from like the 23 or 24 uh, point deficit. So I put out a, a, a blog on how I would use Markov chains to optimize betting on that game. And I ended up being right in it. But I, I was saying, I was like, I'm just doing this academically. I actually don't believe like this is how you should do it or whatever. And, and, and Bodhi read it and he'd use like Markov chains for his own like gambling stuff. Like year, like decades before, you know, so he called me, we talked, I flew out to Seattle like a week or two later and it was funny. I think I've told Buddy this, bro. But the, the night I flew up to Seattle, like the night before, because he bought me a flight out of LAX to land in Seattle at six a.m. So like out of LAX at like four thirty. Yeah. And, and, and I had a friend who lived near LAX, so I was like, I'm just gonna crash to this place. So at the time I was in NorCal, so I was like in LAX. Well, I think I told him I was in LA, so I was like, yeah, buy, buy me a flight out of LAX. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. So I, so I go to, over to my homie's place, and. I, like, I was expecting, like, you know, let's grab a dinner, and then, like, I'll crash early. But, like, we're grabbing dinner, and he's like, it's my birthday, by the way. Or, like, I, I forgot how he brought it up. I was like, oh, bro, let's go out. Happy birthday, dude. I was like, let's go out. Let's go out, you know? So, so I mean, we were out crazy late, but we were out until, like, 12, 1230. And I had an alarm at 430, right? So, oh, I still like, three, three, four hours, get on the plane, land. I'm fucking dead, right? I'm fucking absolutely dead. Bodhi picks me up, uh, takes me to like a like a brunch place in like uh, Magnolia, and it, it's like an all you can eat like a uh, brunch spot. So I pound like eight cups of coffee because I'm just absolutely dead. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting after it, dude. Let's go. And, and, and then after I, I pound eight cups of coffee, I'm just like smoked, right? I'm just like ripping a bathroom every like forty five minutes. So I'm just like, all right, like my stomach is roiling, but I, I'm basically with Bodhi the whole day. So I, like he takes me a tour around the facility. I talked to like Bauer was in throwing. I talked to Bauer. Uh, like basically take like three interviews of Bodhi with like Bodhi and like 
Dwayne back in the day, Dwayne St. Arnold, shout out original uh, pro- project manager for uh, for uh, for track. Um, I think I saw OC. I think I saw Yabin, Joe Marsh. But yeah, kick it off with Bodie. Flew back, uh, like texted Bodie like after like yo blah blah like I really want a job. Um, and then yeah, and then I, I got it. I, I, I think to be honest, man, I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I never confirmed this, but I'm pretty sure he was waiting on. I'm pretty sure you know you know Josh Kalkis. He's like I a, think so. He's like a like pretty high respected analyst, uh, or like you know just on the analyst side, who now works for the Minnesota Twins. Or at least mm-hmm. he did the last couple of years. I don't know if he's there right now, but I'm pretty sure Bodie's trying to get him as like the first choice, and he built. So I'm pretty sure I was the second choice. So I'll fucking take that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, 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 Bodie told me like a couple weeks later. He's like, yeah, you know, would love to have you as a as a quantitative analyst. At the time, like Jordan was like 18, 20 people. I think I was like the first. Uh, I was like the first, or. I was one of the first like third party hires because you know it was like a time like the company was like Bodie, Mike, OC, Joe, um, a couple interns. I, I think Lindley and Brady had just interned and gone back to school. On a pitching floor it was like Jags, Sam Breend, um, you know, one or two other people had like trained. Uh, Brian, you know, like it was, it was like it was like most of the people had trained for with, like with Drivlin. They're like, you you want a job? We're trying to expand. Blah blah. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty sick coming in, um, like, as a first, like, you know, full-time uh, third-party hire. I remember I Let's showed go, up. dude. I, I, I remember, like, the, like, for the interview, like, or, like, for, like, like when I flew in. I mean, I, I still don't have, like, no, like, nice clothes. As, as you probably know from just having seen me, like, walk around. And, and dude, I'll, 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 show you, I'll show you what I, what I, uh. What, yeah, what, let me what see what you're rocking, dude. Let me see what you're rocking right now. No, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna show you what I'm rocking right now, but dude, I'll show you. This this is what I rolled in a drawing with. This is what I Hell yeah. a drawing with, dude. That's so, how everyone knew you'd get down, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I rolled in with that and like uh, some like khaki uh, long pants, and then like did not wear anything besides like a random ass t-shirt and board shorts for like a year straight. And like Joe would be giving me shit, be like, dude. First day you fucking fooled us, dude. You rolled in with you a swag ass shirt, dude. Yeah, yeah, swag ass shirt with like zebras and and and, and fucking yeah, actually just zebras, it's different colored zebras. Um, but yeah, that, that's how I got started. That's the move, dude. That's the move. Did yeah. what, what number employee were you? Were you in the thirties or forties? I think I was around eighteen. You're around twenties. Did you start yeah. working before I did? I, I, I literally my so I got hired like December twenty seventeen. And then uh, Bodie sent me a bunch of stuff. I was doing like some online stuff, and then I, I think like like I, like I, I like New Year's Eve down in SF. Um, and then I drove up. I, I drove up a rental on like January third to Driveline, and that thing on my first day was like fifth or sixth, January twenty eighteen. Damn. Yeah, I, you because I was training there for a few years. I, I'd have to check what number employee I was. Yeah, but. Uh, I always tell everyone like your story of like how you work here is so much cooler than mine. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like my, my shit is more random. I feel, I feel like I feel like like coming up the company and like training is like also pretty pretty uh pretty good. Like you know, just storyline. Well, like literally, how I got my initial. I started working like part time before I was full time, but I was just like yeah. training, and I just remember the day like. Gordo absolute homie just comes up and he's like, Hey, you want to like work here? And I was like, all right. 
And then I just got like an email for like Gusto and all that. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm working here. Like yep. straight up out of holes. Like I could fix that, dude. Dude, uh, yeah. I, I, I love Gordo. I, I, I got to get back in town when, when, when he's uh, back up there. You said April 1st till, till when? Yeah, uh, probably not too long. I mean, spring training will come to an yeah. end here soon. So, but yeah, dude, fire me up. Fire me up, dude. Yeah, I, I always love telling people who like are outside of driveline the mixture of people that work yeah. at driveline. It's it's hilarious, dude. Yeah, like you you went to to Berkeley. Yeah, you what would you say your your major was? You got, like, what? Yeah, stats and ecom. Like I got you know I, I went to school. I was playing sports the whole time, but like how you came to to driveline and like how I came to driveline, like. Pretty pretty different worlds. I went to, to school in Idaho, and I was like focused on baseball. I got a, you know, uh, one major, two minors, and like pre- pretty random, pretty random happenings at at driveline baseball. I always love telling people that. Got dude, some MIT, yeah. MIT dudes like you, dude. Dude, I mean, yeah, the, the first couple of hires were, were, I mean, they were all pretty crazy hires because, like, I think the person that got hired after me was was Chrissy. Oh yeah, that one, dude. that one is a fucking random ass hire, dude. Yeah, just build, <laughs> building the VBT out, dude. Dude, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's wild. Like the, the amount of stuff we've worked on over the years, it's, it's just nuts. And, and like, yeah, like you said, like the, the storylines, the characters, um, yeah, like the, the vibe too. I mean, I mean, the, the vibe still. I mean, first off, the vibe's still pretty fucking strong. I, I'm, I'm bummed. I mean, I'll tell you more off air of, of why, why I'm not up there full time, but I'm, I'm really bummed. I'm not like back in Seattle full time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, shit is fun, but also shit used to be so wild west back in the day, dude. Shit used to be so wild west back in the day, dude. So wild west, dude. Like when, like that changed is, I feel like the wild west, like obviously it's difficult to be nostalgic about like the way driveline used to be. But like when we went from two, four, four, three and five, four old buildings to the new building, like that's when my mindset, like changed yeah like uh, i'm still about the wild west but <laughs> like it, like it went from just a little bit yeah it went from just like hey knock that out i'm like i'm down yeah. let's roll to like i'm i'm dealing with architects contractors yeah, yeah. the city like d- doing all that it was like oh boy well that's what i was gonna ask you that's what i was asking about the uh like like you know the behind the scenes on the on the facility stuff so i'm just imagining you like talking to like people like Yo, we, we good doggy? Yo, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> just like super informal. Yeah. What's up, bro? Well, yeah, I'd, what you I'd, I'd have to get, I'd have to get super formal with people, like <laughs> just being a, a total baseball dude my entire yeah. life. And like, you know, uh, one of the funniest parts about it from our original move from 2-4 to, to our new spot was our architect company. So like, I didn't have much of an idea of what I was doing. I was like learning and shooting from the hip, like about all we need to uh, do this like completely legally and like get it knocked out and what they need to provide. And- uh, Like what's a fire alarm? Is that that when you smoke too much and like hot box the- (laughs) (laughs) I mean, pretty much dude, pretty much. But uh, (laughs) our first architect, like, zero idea about baseball in general and our facility in Kent is 50,000 square feet pretty much. Yeah. And it's all baseball stuff besides the offices. 
So I'm describing this stuff to him. And I was like, yeah, we're going to have netting hung down from the rafters. It's going to be this size. And he was like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. So I was harping on this dude, like, from the get-go of the project. And this dude's boss called, like, the, the head of this architectural firm, yeah. like, emailed me this long-ass thing and was like, due to your insane demands, like, I don't know if we can do this project. So I'm calling him, like, yeah. four to five times a yeah. day, like, six emails a day, like, yeah. you need to put this in there, this in there, figure this out. <laughs> And well, forest plates under everything, bro. We're fucking digging under and then fucking yeah. out, building over. Yeah, like we're going to cut the concrete out, put force plates in. Yeah. And this dude was like, dude, like you need to come to Seattle and talk to me because you are ridiculous right now. <laughs> and literally, so their boss like called me and emailed me and I had to have Mike, uh, like it was almost good cop, bad cop. Yeah. He had to like apologize for me. But at the same time, we're like, yeah, we need to get this done, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, keep harping on them. It was it was hilarious. Uh, there was just a lot of you know legality in it. That I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean uh, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a recurring like behind the scenes thing as a drumming play. Like, there's all like parking is always going to be an issue. I feel like you know, like, the, like yeah. na- neighbors complaining about about sounds. It's always going to be an issue, right? Like, it's just like we just have like. Like we are high maintenance, you know. Like at the end we, of the day, are. we are just high maintenance. Like we gotta like we, we, we gotta find a place like not only that has a space, everything, which gotta be like, you know, sh- like, we, we gotta like, give wads of cash to like our neighbors, like shut the fuck up. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not to not to that extent, but like going into it, like our company yeah. in general yeah. is like high maintenance for a real estate yeah. need, but yeah. like the training floor product, the product yeah. that we put out because of that absolutely immaculate vibes yeah, like yeah, yo if you want to bump taylor swift at max level yeah, and yeah. start yelling at dudes like go for it yeah like do it and in the summer when we have you know close to what uh i was just looking at this like bro, 100 like new zoho, bro. i thought you knew so dude screen shirt i do I, zoho, I, dad, of course. I will dude i will <laughs> uh but like per hour having let's yeah let's round and say like 180 dudes an hour yeah. and we only have X amount of allocated parking spots. Yeah. And, you know, before we got the lease uh, in our permits, we had 96 extra per- parking spots put together and our neighbors were like, yo, what's that all about, dude? Why do they get all the parking? And it's like, ah, hey, we, got see it, dude. Rolling through. we got homies rolling through that want to get better, dude. Yeah. Well, okay. So first off, um, yeah, wait, what, 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 what's your go-to T-Swift song? Because I've actually recently, like, kind of looking to become a Taylor Swift fan. All right, you can tell me after the, the podcast if I should clip that part out or not. Will do. Yeah. Anyways, we, we should probably wrap it before this gets, this gets too out of hand. But, uh, yeah, 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 bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good to have you on. We'll do something when I'm in town, too. Uh, we'll try right, to. Well, when are you coming talks. back into town? TBD, TBD. Um, right, just let but, me know, uh, dude. Yeah. Thanks for having but, me yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. And I'll, I'm going to stop this so I can ask you after if I should cut that, cut that, that one joke. But uh, yeah. Peace.